community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. What's up? Happy Hump Day. Thanks for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. Today, part two with our conversation with Christine Tracy. She is a, a PR expert. I really enjoyed the conversation with her. I think we left talking about Gypsy Rose Blanchard yesterday. We'll get right back into that. That was a great conversation. She is um, a nationally recognized communications consultant. And to bounce some of these stories off of her was, uh, was a lot of fun. We got some uh, lo-fi headlines. We have Restaurant Week quickly coming up at the end of the week. I cannot wait. We'll tell you more about that. Also, a $25 gift card is waiting for you. For our friends at Tin City Distillery, you can win that by going to adamontil.com. We're going to get another winner in the show. Again, adamontil.com, right on the homepage. Can't miss the big yellow bar. Before we get into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at the general store, Paso Robles, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and home. The team at the general store can help you pull together a gift, uh, maybe a welcome bag, special thank you, just a gesture to show that you care, helping people connect with dozens of local makers. That is what they're about, celebrating 10 years on the park downtown Paso, open daily from 11 to 6 and then 10 to 6 on weekends, right there on 12th Street across from the square. Don't miss them. General Store Paso Robles. There is only one General Store Paso on Insta at General Store Paso. All right, who's ready for some lo-fi headlines? Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. The annual Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas started yesterday, a.k.a. CES, the big show that runs through Friday. We've already heard some of the uh, the big things that are getting all the talk. It's a big, huge convention center and show. It's been going on forever. And it's always one of the little products that are leaking out and making some of the biggest waves. So far, LG is up towards the top of the list with a see-through TV. It's called the OLED T or the O-L-E-D-T. The T stands for transparent. When it's off, you can see right through it. Not wild. They claim getting rid of that big black rectangle makes the whole room feel bigger. I bet it does. It's made by LG. It's gorgeous. To check it out in person, I think would be really cool, but video I've seen of it is really, really something. 77 inches, and when it's turned off, it simply blends in with the environment, makes you forget it's even there. There's a voice-activated bidet. Now you got me listening. Okay, keep going. Who needs to wash their own bum? Alexa, you can wash my boo. You know, it's powered by Alexa, no joke. <laughs> The Pure Wash E930 retails for about $2,100. That's just the bidet itself. That's not even the toilet. Once Alexa's done washing your boo, you can ask her to dry it for you too. This is real. Oh my gosh, technology. I love it. Hey, Alexa, wash my boo. Washing your boo. Turn on 11, please. Oh my God. All right, what else is hot? A brand called Sevi has a new oven that's as fast as a microwave. They claim it doesn't give chicken or other meat that rubbery texture that a microwave does. You can also bake in it and supposedly make a cake in it in under four minutes. I'm looking at a pic now. It's a little bit small. 
doesn't seem very workable, but you know, it's, it's pretty cool how it works though. And two brothers from Switzerland came up with a new cat door called Flappy. What does it do? It prevents cats from bringing in dead mice into the house. Yeah, it's outfitted with AI and it can detect a dead animal in your cat's mouth and it won't let them in until they drop it. Flappy's gonna go for about $3.99 or $1.99 if the buyer springs for a two-year, $9 monthly subscription to the smartphone app. All right, these just some of the things coming out of CES, which began yesterday. I'll keep my finger on the pulse and we'll keep on it, let you know if any other cool things come out of CES. My dad would always go to this when I was a kid. I was always so jealous that he was, uh, you know, he's come back with these cool stories and samples from CES. Tell me what you think of this story. Wedding venues, obviously crazy expensive. So I'm surprised we don't see more of this kind of thing. Maybe it's a new trend and we will. A coffee shop in Indianapolis called Mansion Society is in the news after a couple held a pop-up wedding there and they did not ask for permission. They showed up with about 20 to 30 guests, didn't say anything, and just started the ceremony in the corner of the store. Like, what? What is going on in the corner of the store, guys? Oh, nothing. Just some nuptials. The owners weren't wild about it because it made it harder for customers to place orders. They had an officiant. They had a photographer. Uh, actually, the photographer told the barista to wait five minutes when they asked them to stop blocking the door. The owners get this, they say they didn't stop it because if footage of them interrupting the wedding and their business really went viral, the internet might quote, cancel them. So they're afraid of that and they're just, they didn't even speak up because of it. They posted a video after initially deciding not to, they didn't want to shame the couple online, but eventually opted to post the footage after the bride and groom refused to admit they did anything wrong. See, the coffee shop does host private events but they normally charge a $500 fee. Once the bride was shamed for it, she offered them 200 bucks, but when they asked for the full amount, she called it unreasonable. Now people online are debating whether a sudden pop-up wedding like this is really a big deal or is it just, you know, whatever. The whole thing only lasted about 20 minutes. And I feel like I'm all over this one. I mean, I feel I could argue from the business's perspective, this is incredibly selfish and inconsiderate that this business is here to do business. I mean, but then I go, what, did you have your first date here? Is this where you met? And if so, why not just tell them, why not just pay the $500 fee? It seems like that would be more courteous to do. In the scheme of things, um, everybody is talking about this coffee shop right now and probably feeling bad for them. They're probably, you know, you know, reaping the ramifications of that. I don't know, you'd hope so. I don't think it played out well for the, uh, I don't think it played out well for the bride to kind of go down there and then just offer 200 bucks and then say they're unreasonable. That didn't seem like that worked out well for you, at least from a public opinion side. What do you think of this? This one is, this one is a doozy. Maybe we need to bring on Judge Jarvis to parse this one out. Might even be worth to like call up one of these coffee shops and be like, hey, if somebody rolled in there with like 30 people that did this, would you just be pissed? Or would you think, oh, this is cute, this is it. I mean, part of me thinks also, look, I feel like I could argue with myself on this. You could be the coffee shop, get some stuff on your phone, put it out there, go viral with it, rather than calling out the couple, even though intrinsically it bothers you. And in the right, it is selfish. There is a degree of that. But use it and spin it to benefit your business. Look what we just had. People love this coffee shop so much, they just did their wedding here. And look at it and, and try and get yardage from it. I don't know. But it didn't seem like anyone 
Maybe everyone was just kind of sour about it. The people who did it were a little selfish. Then these people were like, no, you guys are being selfish, which they're right. The coffee shop doesn't owe them a free wedding. What do you think about this? Let me know. I would, you know, go to the website, adamontiel.com, hit that stay connected and just sound off. You can email me right there. I would love to go back on some of these, see what you think, and we'll talk about this because this one, this one is a doozy. Now, for some time, a lot of employers would require some sort of college degree that is significantly less now, but are schools actually preparing students to enter the workforce? In a survey of 800 U.S. managers and executives involved in hiring, 38% of employers avoid hiring recent college graduates in favor of older employees because Gen Zers, in their opinion, just aren't prepared. In fact, one in five employers have had a recent college graduate bring a parent to a job interview. I'm cringing right now. What? Now, some of that might be an overprotective parent pushing their way into the situation, but I highly doubt that. You're a grown-ass adult, right? Either way, graduates are stumbling out of the gate. According to 53% of employers, recent college graduates struggle with eye contact during interviews. Others ask for unreasonable compensation, dress inappropriately, and use inappropriate language or just language that isn't, they're not that bright. 63% of employers say college grads come off as entitled. They also get offended way too easily, lack professionalism, don't respond well to feedback, lack work ethic and motivation, and cost too damn much to train. Not a good sign, Gen Z. Someone in Gen Z, come on, prove us wrong. Okay, some more crazy updates on the story we told you yesterday. That Alaska Airlines flight with the emergency landing with a door plug, that refrigerator-sized panel that ripped off was found in a yard in Portland. It was discovered in the backyard of a Portland teacher named Bob. He found a piece of the plane, called the authorities. We told you that yesterday. Well, the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, says they're going to collect the door, analyze it more, see what went wrong. But in addition to that, two cell phones have been found, which were reportedly sucked out of the plane at about 16,000 feet. One was an iPhone perfectly intact and working. I want to get that case. What kind of tempered glass do they have on that? It was even open to a baggage claim receipt. I mean, the scenario is almost too perfect. Since this wasn't a tragedy, this could literally be used in the future marketing campaign of, uh, of iPhone. I mean, it was unbelievable. All right, thanks to our friends at Tin City Distillery. Located in one of the hottest tasting locations, of course, Tin City. Tin City Distillery, open for tastings of their spirits. Also, they're a cocktail bar seven days a week. So get in there to taste their stuff or get in there to just have a drink. You can take tours of the distillery on the weekend. Their spirits are of the absolute highest caliber. Their brandy is made from some of the cult vineyards that you can't even get your hands on. They're getting that fruit for the brandy. Their canned cocktails, also elevated, refreshing, good to go. Look for them in your local grocers. Right now, you can win a $25 gift card to our friends at Tin City Distillery. They're celebrating jumping on board the Up and Adam show. Go to adamontiel.com, A-D-A-M-M-O-N-T-I-E-L, adamontiel.com. On the home screen, you'll see a nice, big, beautiful yellow bar. Click that and get on in. We're going to get a winner coming up. Up and Adam's Lo-Fi Headlines. All right, part two with our friend Christine Tracy. She is a nationally recognized communications consultant, a PR expert. I mentioned yesterday that she has worked everywhere from the West Coast to the West Wing of the White House. She knows her stuff. Picking up the conversation, we were talking about that crazy case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. 
And I almost wonder if part of the reason that we collectively are okay with celebritizing Gypsy Rose Blanchard is because we're kind of okay with what happened to her mom and like the demise that her mom met. I mean, she had her daughter's teeth pulled out. This Munchausen by proxy is oh. just a, a it's, it's a depraved existence. And to, for one, to do it to their own kid, it just makes no sense where I think some of us might go, she got what she deserved. I mean, I, I and then, but, but she's, there's kind of this like, there's like this, She's not ref refined or in any way. So getting her out by a steakhouse from paparazzi seeing her, like she's not, she doesn't know how to do this. So part of the, again, that rubbernecking that you just spoke so brilliantly of is like just watching her do this for the first time. It's like, is she even ready for this? Is this making her worse? I, I don't know. Right. And I think you're exactly right in terms of that internal turmoil that we feel between the perpetrator and the victim. And which one was which in this scenario. I am not a criminal justice attorney and I don't, you know, but I, I think we have these kind of human nature instincts that say, I don't know how I would feel about my mom if I was, you know, held by handcuffs to my bed and only fed when she decided I was going to be eating. It's really right. terrible. Um, but I do understand that there is an extensive amount of content online about people who have stories like this because I do think they are so out of the norm. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, it teaches us that it might not be so out of the norm. Abuse is everywhere. Yeah. And ch abuse against children, abuse against women, abuse against... Um, you know, all all different types of people and in situations. So I do think that there there was a, a, another series that really brought a high level of better understanding to you know relationship abuse that was very popular and one I loved and watched, which was Made. And I think that they're coming up with a second season, their first season. Um, but I don't know if you followed this at all. I think it was also might have been on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and that story is is really about abuse. And I think it's based on a true story and one that I think, you know, brought it to real life and, and a situation yeah. that exposed more about the issue. It's so weird. And I wonder how much, because I do, I am a fan of true crime in this household. We love it. I got a stand-up cardboard thing of, okay. of, uh, of Keith Morrison from Dateline NBC. I am a fan of true okay, crime. Okay, here you go. Now, but, so? but I wonder how healthy it is for us, and I'll tell you why I asked that. During the Chris and Smart case, I really kind of felt myself riding this line of like, okay, true crime is true crime, and I'm just as fascinated like the next person, but when true crime is in your backyard— it, it feels like that line is very blurred. And when like you know that this person's family could be could be listening to this, is this fair? Is this honorable? Is this, you wonder, you ask yourself, is this healthy for me to, to love true crime and murder and all this so much? Do you think that we're, we're setting ourselves up for some unhealthy activity? The fact that we're into crime and this so much. Right. And I am definitely not a psychotherapist in understanding that piece, but I think it is a valuable question about 
the healthy nature of this. I think in one way, these stories, you can take two tracks. It can become a form of obsession, especially when it's close to home and especially when it's in your backyard and you want to know what's happening. And I think that there's another side of it that's actually learning and awareness. And a lot of work that I do is about that type of learning and awareness and exposing people to information so that they can look around them and be cautious or learn about different, you know, improvements or things in their life. So in some of these cases in in the true crime piece, there's a part of it that might actually be healthy and understanding situations that you shouldn't get yourself into. Right. You know, there was a moment in the gypsy story that I thought, oh, she had a phone and she was doing online dating. And I thought that there was going to be some part of the story that the abuser was actually going to be the online boyfriend. Um, And that turned out, you know, he ended up, I believe he's the one who ended up murdering the mother. Um, But anyway, I thought, oh, this is going to be a story about, you know, you shouldn't trust people online, which when you hear those criminal stories is something that pops into your mind. I have to be cautious when I am on dating apps, you have to be cautious when you're communicating. I'm not on dating apps. I'm married, but yeah. you, you think like, <laughs> yeah, you have to be cautious when right. you're out there online communicating with people in this scenario, you know, maybe the taking and some of these lessons are awareness about abuse and keeping an open and mindful eye of, am I entering in abusive relationship? Do I know people who are in abusive relationships? Can I help people or be more aware of child abuse that can sometimes be, you know, in an aisle in a grocery store? And what are the reporting structures if I do see abuse? And that I think is something that we can take from these stories that is less like making us feel bad about the fact that we are drawn to them, but maybe utilizing the the learnings for good. And I think that that's one thing that like you subconscious, you're subconsciously learning, hopefully, and taking these learnings into a scenario that can be beneficial for, you know, maybe your community or, or family or. Christine Tracy is a national communications consultant. So the airport lady, now we've all heard and seen this video. But I am telling My question yes. is, what if if you get thrusted into life in a viral way because something goes down, people whipped out their camera, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation that you did not bargain for? Maybe you lost it. Maybe whatever, right? Are there is there any piece of advice that you and your professional acumen can offer us if we find ourselves thrown into something just like like this? So two things that I would say in terms of just advice of this for all listeners is that there is only public behavior at this point because everyone has a recording device. There is no moment or very few moments, I should say, that there is not a recording device somewhere close to you or near to you. And that's not to draw paranoia, but it's also to understand the nature of human behavior because there's going to be a camera on you if you are rude to someone at 
the checkout counter, if you are angry at an airport, if you have had a really difficult travel day and you are not able to compose yourself on an airplane, there is going to be a camera on you because all someone has to do is click a button and they're recording. Now, in a lot of situations, this is actually helpful. It can be helpful because we are able, we'll go back to like some crime stories, capture things that are happening um, that are unlawful, unjust, immoral, et cetera. And in other cases, you're capturing things of people just behaving poorly. And so in this scenario, I think if you are caught in a situation like this woman on the plane was, you A, get a lawyer is the first thing I would suggest. And then, yes, you apologize. Uh, And the, the nature of these can be so dramatically unique to the situation. But ultimately, be kind and try to stay in a rational um, frame of mind, regardless of the situation that you're in is, is kind of the fundamental. uh, And, and, you know, I mean, the profane elements of her and, and in her apology, she said, you know, there were children on board and absolutely. I mean, I have a seven year old and an eight year old and they're not allowed to use profanity. And also example behavior that you want the rest of your community to like yeah, you, sure. you really but i would say in that if you are caught in a viral situation and hers was like really over the top yeah. um that my first inclination would be to call a lawyer and be to you know google crisis communications expert <laughs> but i'm calling um, you if it happens to me christine yeah. i'm calling you girl well adam i am always <laughs> happy to help you in these and it, usually it's without a microphone so right um but no you feel for this but again like i go back to one of the points we made earlier is like you know this this human behavior that is really out of whack with what our everyday behavior is. And I I am deep in this now because I'm about to read a book. I saw an interview with this woman, uh, Melanie Challenger, and she wrote a book about how to be an animal, uh, you know, a, a history of what it means to be a human. And I am about to dive into it. She did an interview recently that really was thought provoking. And I think across a number of these, well, at least two of these three, um, that you find humans behaving in kind of very strange, irrational and, you know, abnormal ways. And it is always an interest to people. So it drags you in. It's a story that just captures, you know, your attention and then you get stuck in it. And then you wonder, where did my last hour go? Just watching viral videos. (laughs) Hey, I have an idea for you. I have a question I want to flush by you and see what you think. And I know, you know, you're a PR expert and a communications consultant, but this and this might be marketing it. But it's all it's also PR. And I want to run this by you. It's my idea for a up and atom billboard. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah, and, and you can shoot this down if you think it's dumb, but because okay. this also has some sort of crowdfunding aspect to it. My idea, because I've always wanted a billboard, is to, with the podcast, with the show here, have a community-sourced billboard where, first of all, clients of the show will, will be on there, but 
imagine like like if you're driving down the grade and you see like the show up and Adam, whatever, and it says something like, you know, back by the community or something, you know, nice like that. And then the whole back of the billboard is just names like Christine Tracy, you know, Matt Stevenson, this, that, or, or, or like meathead movers or like, like companies. And, and depending on yep. how much you give the, it's like, you know, it looks like the perspective, like it might be way in the back and, and smaller, but still legible. And we want people to see their names when they, when they give. And then maybe some other ones are a little bit bigger and maybe the people who support like, oh, you know, general store Paso, it's a little bit bigger because they're, you know, support. Do you think if, if right. I were to crowdfund this, I mean, uh, uh, I was talking to the gal at Enjoy Slow. She said billboards are about 6K. So if I yes, at a home advertising. So I do do advertising too. I, okay. I advise on advertising and marketing for cause related issues. Oh, okay. not, not so, um, but you, it is word cloud based on what you're referring to word cloud, potentially based on how big the investment would be by the community member potentially, which is fascinating because it allows them maybe to add to their advertising footprint while also oh, sure. demonstrating their commitment to their favorite radio personality I mean, like podcaster. If, if there's like a bunch of words behind me and they're all small, I'll go, oh, like, oh, look, honey, there's our name right there, the Williamsons, or, you know, Meathead Movers is in big blue writing right there. That's us. And it just looks like this collage of words and names and businesses and I don't know, maybe a person puts in a hundred bucks, maybe a, right. a, a, I mean, a business the, puts in 500 bucks, you know, and gets their name on a billboard. could add there, which is obviously a massive product of our COVID world is a QR code where people could then go to the QR code and see if they could up their funding to get a bigger, uh, a bigger size on yeah. the billboard. Maybe you could do it in uh, not as a static billboard, but as a, a digital billboard that you could. Oh, that's you know, interesting. But we don't have those here. I don't um, think we have digital billboards here. Do we? I wonder if in some places in uh, San Luis, in um, or some sometimes in like bus stops and, and oh, those types sure, of sure, sure. See, static, we're onto something. So you, th- uh, you think uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good idea, though? It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting idea. I like it. You said it's interesting. I mean, it's not a good idea. Uh, uh, no, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> I would be interested to see. Yeah, I mean, it's a bonus to your partners, to your advertising partners. So, yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask any. Ad. I wouldn't ask any additional monies from them to participate. I would just already put them on it. But if somebody is like going, oh shoot, I'll put I'll put up five hundred bucks to have my name and like you know font size. 600 on a billboard for right. a few months like it's just just meathead movers right there that's great i mean i would i would hope right, right. aaron would be down for it maybe he can pinch a little yeah. bit from his gofundme and put it towards mine <laughs> <laughs> oh christine well i'm now gonna, you're thinking yeah now we're thinking well i definitely loved my conversation with you um i want to chat with you again christine tracy of course is uh she's a local Always gal good to talk with you but she is a pr expert a national communications consultant and she's no joke really appreciate and just love chatting with you christine and thank you thank you for being up and adam you are welcome always good to talk to you adam have a great day Stuff. Can't wait to get Christine on again for some other random story. She was really fun to talk to. And I'm stoked she liked my billboard idea. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Let me know. 
All right, let's get a winner of this $25 gift certificate to Tin City Distillery. Before we make the phone call, let me thank McClintock's. These guys, the place to be since 1973, 50 years. Think of it, the McClintock's, the Shell Beach Steakhouse, the Saloon and AG. You got them downtown slow. Check out this McClintock's Recipe 15, hand-selected by the McClintock's family. Maker's Mark private selection is a bespoke, one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. Happy hour every day, four to six. Let them know you heard them on Up and Adam. And thank you to our friends at McClintock's. Check them out, mcclintocks.com. Hello? Hello. Is this Mr. Montiel? <laughs> it is, Rebecca. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> That's what it said on my phone. I was like, oh. <laughs> there you go. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> very, very good. How are you having a happy new year? Uh, yeah, so far so good. How about you? I am having a great new year. I'm calling you because uh, you signed up to win a $25 gift card at Tin City Distillery. I and you did. are you are getting hooked up. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> My New Year's even better now. Heck yeah, very good. When's the last time you've been in to Tin City Distillery? It's been a while, actually. I know, me too. I think we're overdue, both of us. Yeah, we should go together. Yeah, heck yeah, I'm in. Very good. Go visit Pat. <laughs> yeah, right? So um, yeah. it's cool that Tin City Distillery is up and at them. They're doing a $25 gift card every day. Rebecca, you are in. Congratulations. Woohoo! What is your favorite? <laughs> you, you've you've uh, you've been there before. What is your favorite drink? Uh, well, that they make. I actually haven't been since they started making cocktails there that you can order. But even just their like, their brandies, love- their vodkas. Like, what are the what are the spirits that really oh, move you? The the vodkas for sure. Mm. I like the uh, the canned mixed. You know, the lemonade oh. and the ones they had over the summer. Have you had that pink? Those are amazing. That hibiscus pink lemonade vodka. It's like a. It's a it's vodka. No, it's a straight, I haven't had the oh, hibiscus one. Oh my god! Oh my god! But as far as the cans, they got the new blackberry brambles. They got the new lime vodka. Oh yeah. The pog, the passion orange fruit. Yes. Orange guava the one. The pog. That was my favorite. So that was so good. good. Is it bad that they actually mix good with vodka? Is that bad to do that? <laughs> <laughs> we make it a little stronger, you know. There you go. I, hey, I do that with my white claws too. Do you? There you see. There you go. That's yeah, add a little more vodka. <laughs> Just a little. A respectable amount. Yeah, you uh, know. Rebecca, I'm going to put you on hold, give you the info you need. I do want to say thank you very much for listening to the show. Everything going good? Everything's going great. And you're enjoying the podcast? I love it. And it's so awesome. I'm so glad you're doing it. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you for emailing in. Thank you for being a lover of Tin City. And thank you for being up and at them. All right. <laughs> thank you for the gift card. And thank you, Tin City Distillery. Rebecca's great. Super enthusiastic. I love that. Thanks to our friends at Tin City Distillery. All right, mucho thank yous to our friends at Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Also, Moonshiner Collective for the original music on the show called Start Again. Thanks also for rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, and most definitely, thank you for sharing it with a friend in advance. I hope you do. Also, thank you for making us your first podcast of the day. We are halfway through this week. You've got this. Stay tight. Thank you for being up and at him.
Let's start again. Let's start again. 